Welcome to your home for sports coverage without the bias. This is Totally Unbiased Sports with Josh and Kellen. Hello, everyone. Thank you, Kellen. Welcome back to another episode of Totally Unbiased Sports with Josh and Kellen. This week, we have episode 110 for you. Kellen, how are you doing? How are you feeling this week? You got all your burps, coughs out of the way here. You ready? How are you feeling? Ready to roll. Ready to roll. Ready to roll. Right. Ready to roll. Uh, feeling good. I was sick last week, and now I'm not sick anymore. So feeling much better. Uh, yeah. We're going to uh, file that on ready. the list of things that we like to hear. Yeah. We're ready for this episode for sure. Um, how, how are you doing, Josh? Not well. I'm, I'm doing great after, uh, after that big U.S. win today. I mean, that was good. That was good. Yeah. I'm not doing well, though. Like, sports still aren't fun. I don't enjoy sports. U.S. winning was really, really nice. Um, I mean, the Steelers great. literally won last night. Didn't feel like it. That was about as close to, to a loss as you can get, feeling-wise. I mean, I think most of the reason that it feels like a loss to me is really three reasons. The first reason is that Jeff Saturday is the only reason that the Steelers won that game. It was more so the Colts lost that game. Yes, um, they played. The, if you thought the Steelers looked bad, look at the Colts. Take. Okay. They looked atrocious. But they also played well enough to win the game. I, I Can you think of a coaching moment, Kellen, that was worse than what we saw from Jeff Saturday on yeah, like, I, last night? I'm definitely. I'm, just, I mean, there were. What? There's been Nathaniel Hackett's entire 2022 okay. season. I would say he's, uh, he's not even a real that. coach. He's not even a real coach, though. But the problem with the problem with Jeff Saturday is he was an analyst for ESPN, obviously, right before this. Yes. which means he was tweeting and talking and analyzing these games a whole lot before this, and uh, he's he's tweeted several times about clock management for different coaches this year, and then. <laughs> He goes ahead and pulls that stunt at the end of the game. Uh, not good. Not a good look for him there. So that's kind of not. That's not great for him. But no, really, it's not. you're right. That was that was an ugly game for both sides. Troy Aikman and Joe Buck did not enjoy calling that game. No, they, they did didn't. Not they were at all. They were like visibly upset um, that they even had to be there. And I love like it was just a difficult game for me because I'm so used to the Monday night games being like. Oh, haha, there's these two terrible teams. Joe Buck, Troy Aikman absolutely hate calling this. No one wants to be watching this. I've never experienced that Sucks with my when own it's your team, team, right? And this is yeah. like this is the first time it <laughs> I, has I, been I really my own team where it's been like these two teams are actually terrible. Okay, the Steelers won the game. Um so I guess a win's a win. I would rather win than lose. I'm not one that wants to get draft picks. I don't care about draft picks. We're going to get a good second-round draft pick from the Bears, tanking for draft picks. We can get to that you, later. You, like, might, you, might get, you might get the number 33 pick there. Yes. Uh, like, I, I, so I, I'm still, I will never change my stance on the fact that it, it is playoff wins or bust for me. Um, I have already gotten on my soapbox once today. I went on a about 15 to 20 minute monologue on why Mike Tomlin needs to be fired at work today. Um, so I will not do that again here because I've already gotten that one out of my system. Um, but just, I guess my few notes on this is I don't know 
I don't have many thoughts here because the Steelers are not fun to watch. They're not fun. They won the game. There's nothing I enjoyed about watching that game. There was not even a sweet TJ Watt play that got me up out of my seat. I literally was there was there was no excitement level to this football game in any way, shape, or form. I don't even like from the kicking game, from special teams, everything just sucked. This game stunk out loud. Um, the Steelers' offense, okay, I don't even want to say this because it's not going to end well if I say this. Steelers' offense, Kenny Pickett hasn't turned the ball over in over 100 attempts. He's been throwing the ball really well. He's still – a few sailed on him early, which, again, growing pains, that's going to happen. A few are going to sail on you. Um, He's a rookie quarterback. It's they've fine. been – They've been doing okay. I unfortunately, like, there's just no excitement level, good, bad, or the other. So, like, if – and I don't know if I would rather just my quarterback never turn the ball over and be the most boring quarterback on the planet Earth or if I would rather him turn the ball over but be extremely exciting to watch. And I think I've been poisoned by Ben Roethlisberger for 20 years in that like it was always exciting it didn't matter what the game was like he had a way of you're playing the number one team in the NFL it's going to come down to the last play and you're playing the 31st team in the NFL and it's going to come down to the last play and he had a flair for the dramatic I don't see that from this team um and there's zero pulse and Matt Canada needs to be fired I'm going to say this again. I've said it till I'm blue in the face. I am very glad that America was forced to watch this game because maybe they will now get on the side of Yinzers who have been calling for this all year. For three years, we've been calling for Matt Canada to be fired. Some, not me, definitely not me. I would never say something like this or calling for even worse than a firing for him. Um, I, again, not me. But some Steelers fans, not me, have said things, not yeah, me, sure. not, that like not you. Not maybe you. are yeah, more extreme totally. than just he should be fired. Um, I'm not very happy with the way things have run. That being, I think he's only scored like 20 points two or three times in the three years he's been here, Matt Canada, which is pretty pathetic to do. Um, but yeah, like I said, there's just no pulse to this team, nothing fun. The Steelers hold the Colts to no yards in the first quarter, and they're only up like six to nothing. Um, Najee Harris just came back from an injury, was starting to run the ball really, really well. He then got injured again, so he went out. And then it, for the second week in a row, I've seen the Steelers play very well offensively in the first half. I think four or five drives they got points out of in the first half, which I can deal with that. I can live with that. Yes, we're going to want to see those field goals turn into touchdowns, but like I can live with us actually getting points and we're not punting. We only punted once. Four out of five, I'll take that. No three and outs. Then for the second straight week, we've come out and just started going three and out the entire second half. Um, the most telling thing out of this whole game for me was literally the second play in half after the half. You can very clearly hear the ESPN Monday night microphones catch a Colts defender after a Steelers play go come on they're running the same plays that is not something you should ever hear like 
it it wasn't just a hey, I think they're running the same thing or this was like earlier. This was a how how did they get any yards because they're running the same plays. We know what play is coming. And then they shut down the Steelers for two drives. The Colts end up pulling ahead. They go ahead. I thought it was all over. I thought they lost. Kenny Pickett then leads a very good drive in which he only threw the ball twice, but they were two amazing throws. And then another bad sign. There were so many red flags that came out of this win. It's unbelievable. Another bad sign is in an interview with one of the offensive linemen. I can't remember who it was. I don't think it was. Who was I can't remember who it was. One of the Steelers offensive linemen was asked about like Kenny Pickett and he said, Yes, he took he really took charge, like he's he's really taking steps. That Benny Snell run for the tuck the go ahead touchdown, Kenny called that play. Let me ask you a question, Kellen, and we can move on from this. I have two questions. The first one is out of a timeout, is there any circumstance ever that a rookie quarterback should be the one calling a play from the one yard line? I mean, like, yes, I like the. I, I feel not. like the. I feel like the feel should be the like, hey, these are the plays I want you to run, and then he could maybe be like, oh, I, 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 I saw a gap on this. Like, Benny's going to be able to hit that hole or something like that, right? Kenny Pickett called the play coming out of a timeout. This wasn't even like a scrambling last two-minute drill. Kenny Pickett called the play. The Steelers finally scored a touchdown on it. And so, I don't know. I'm going to leave it there. I just – you watched the game too. I'm so sorry for you. Are the Steelers just a bad football team? Or are they, they like are. a good – They are. Or, are they a good, boring no, team or just a bad team? No, they <laughs> – uh, they're they're bad, and honestly, they're not that fun to watch. Um, and this is just, I I can say this as somebody yeah, screw who's all just of a you guys, party, for, neutral yeah, fan. I, um, can I just also I I was raising I was raising my hand for a second. I wanted to say this is the thank you Ben episode because you did mention Ben Roethlisberger. Dude, literally, so thank you Ben. Screw um, absolutely everyone that complained about Ben Roethlisberger for the last two years. You all can just go. I no, don't yeah, know. You, Go the way of Matt Canada because he's at least great. he's exciting. Yeah, and he can balance out because he like like you said with Kenny Pickett calling that play, like this is probably not something that you want your rookie quarterback. I mean, it's great leadership by your rookie quarterback, which is yes. awesome in in one sense. Like it but is it's something awful you, in the sense that yes. like like it's bad on your it's a big indictment on your offensive coordinator, and that's where you have a big advantage having a guy who's been in the league twenty years uh, the last couple of years. But yeah, it was just a, it was an ugly game all around and uh, pretty unwatchable because those are two teams that are going to be drafting near the top of the draft. Um, and I think uh, maybe the Steelers, uh, the Steelers via way of the Chicago Bears uh, in the second round, uh, and uh, the Colts just by being bad. Um, is, but because it, I'm just not a lot to talk about, and we kind of do you want to shift it to our next game or do you have yeah, any, just any give other me, notes here? It's doable. It is it's pretty it's doable for the Steelers to win four or six. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know about that. It, it's it is not impossible because of what I saw 
from the Ravens on Sunday, and um, the Bengals are still going to be tough because you don't, don't have a game against them now. Yeah, no, that's why it's tough right? because you can't you can't win that head to head matchup to catch a full game on them necessarily in a week. I mean, it's I'm good the, that you split with the Bengals, but the Bengals are getting Jamar Chase back. Uh, now, I'm not scared of the Bengals. I'm not the scared Titans, of the Bengals. Who are not a bad team. I, I, I well, genuinely be, because the Steelers are not as good as the Bengals. They're just not. Um, they beat them, and they the Steelers are not a good twice. team. The Steelers should have beat the Bengals. Yeah, but twice. The, the Bengals aren't a good team either. They literally are not yeah. a good team. And I'm not. They're, like, they're better. They're, than, not a good they're better than the Steelers, and the, the Ravens are are str- uh, here. Let's get into the Ravens game because I yes, really want to talk the only, about this. We will. I have one um, statement. The only thing separating the Steelers and the Bengals is Matt Canada. Give the Steelers a good offensive coordinator. The Steelers will blow the Bengals out of the water. Now the Ravens suck. Yeah, and that the means Ravens the Steelers do. will somehow lose two games to them. But the Ravens so, suck, and that was the Ravens to watch. The Ravens suck, but they don't at the same time because they. they but they do. They they, they suck. do. And I, I, the last statement should be: it shouldn't be they're. It should be they're good, but they suck. Not they suck, but they're good because the last part of that should definitely. The thing I want you to remember is they do suck because they're so bad. Like they they have had a two possession lead in every single game this year, and the last there there have been four teams in NFL history that have done mm-hmm. that through their mm-hmm. first eleven games of the season. The other three teams that have done that started off their seasons eleven and zero. The Ravens are seven and four right now. They have blown four games where they've had uh, two possession leads late in the games too, like in yeah. in the fourth quarter in some of these games which is – it's bad for a team that's that good. And we have – me and you, we have very differing opinions on Lamar Jackson. Uh, but to me, it, it, like, it feels like this is a contract year for Lamar. I feel like they just put shitty players around him to make him look worse this season because they don't want to pay him that full amount of money that they think they're, that they think they're going to have to lay out. And the reason I think that's happening is because while obviously winning the Super Bowl in whatever year, like 2014 or whatever it was, 2013, was great for the Ravens, it also forced them to make Joe Flacco the highest yeah. quarterback in the NFL at the time, which tore them apart because – when when they drafted Joe Flacco, their record with him as the starting quarterback before the contract was fifty four and twenty six. That's good for a six seventy five win percentage. That's very good. The Baltimore Ravens are a well run organization, and the reason is because they they spend a lot of their money on those positions that aren't the quarterback necessarily. Like they fill yeah. out, especially the defense, with talented players. But once they started paying Joe Flacco, you obviously can't allocate allocate as much money to those positions. So after mm-hmm. they signed him to that contract, him as a starter, he was forty two and forty one for a five oh six winning percentage. Uh, that's that's not as good, and he ended up losing his job. Um, and I think that they're just scared of something like that happening again because, like when when these quarterbacks sign a big contract. That that's detrimental to the team almost every time, and and yeah. while like you, the quarterback's the most important position in football. Like, look at the Seahawks after Russ signed that big deal; they went downhill. 
Andrew Luck with the Colts. I mean, you Patrick Mahomes, he signed that big deal. But this year in 2022 is the first year that that contract is kicked in, and they immediately needed to trade Tyree Kill. And Patrick Mahomes, I think, is good enough to make up for that. Lamar Jackson is not Patrick Mahomes. We can agree on that. And yeah. now the Ravens need to decide if he's closer to Patrick Mahomes or Joe Flacco. I think he's clo- closer to Pat Mahomes. But I still don't think he can make up for – like having a $500 million contract or something like that, right? No, and where I'm at on this is I agree with you. The Ravens are a pretty well-run organization. They haven't made many errors. Um, They've always – They draft well. Yeah, they draft well. They've always kind of gotten it done without a ton of flash. They haven't been a really flashy team. I think – Lamar Jackson goes against that. I think he wants more than this. I am now officially, though, I am at the same spot I was at with another quarterback in our division last year where at Ravens, sign him. Sign Lamar Jackson forever. Give him all the money he wants because I do not think he – I don't think there's any way he's ever going to win a Super Bowl. I do not think he's a Super Bowl winning quarterback. I think that he thinks he is, and I think he has stretches in the regular season when the games don't matter, where he plays well enough to, like you said, get paid enough money that a team is not going to be able to build around him. I don't think he has the athletic ability and the passing ability and the well-rounded quarterback play to be able to take a subpar team and make them great. Um, I think he needs extreme athletes around him. So please give him all the money in the world because I think him, like I genuinely think him getting paid a lot of money is going to keep him from ever winning a Super Bowl. Um, as well as food poisoning might, but like he's, there's nothing yeah, I have seen. He's got, he's got big time. He does have big time. Yeah. Pants, like, there's, in the worst there's nothing I've possible. seen from him. There's nothing I've seen from him in any big games. And I don't think anyone can dispute this because has he won a playoff game yet? I don't believe so. Any big games, I've never I'd seen. Have won one or two. I've never. I don't think he has. I really don't think he has. But I, I could know. be wrong. I don't. I this, honestly. This could just be Steelers. I, I don't know. I, this I, could be Steelers bias. I feel like he has, but I could be wrong as well. Like, but he, there is like, I, I think he's good, but like, you have to be concerned as a Ravens fan that you've blown four two possession leads this season already, like that. He, you, you can't have your franchise quarterback. Oh, he's won one they game. They have to maintain those leads. Okay, he's won yeah, one that's not a lot. Game. And this is a guy who's on his fifth year now. And this um, is and this is also the yeah. thing because I'm sitting here and I got into this argument earlier about the Steelers and I think the same is going to ring true for the Ravens going down the road. And mine wasn't about the quarterback play, but like, can you explain to me? what the difference, Kellen, is between missing the playoffs and just never winning a playoff game. What is the point in making the playoffs, like, year after year if you never win a playoff game? It does you absolutely no good. All it, like, it, there is no benefit to making the playoffs if you never make it 
past like one of the rounds. So if you're past the first round, so if you're looking at this and you are the Ravens, like at some point it's a, it's a weird argument to try and make, and I I totally get that, especially when you're sitting in people's shoes, like you know the Lions, the Bears, teams that don't traditionally make the playoffs year after year. It's a weird argument to try and make that like you didn't making the playoffs the and losing in the first the round. You, you could you could. You could have said the Lions and the Jets. Yes. I'm just, just like, saying. Like, you making the playoffs that. and not winning for like six straight years, to me, you might as well have just you might as well have been under five hundred and not even made the playoffs. Because it's it's the same exact thing in my opinion. And I just like I think Lamar is a good enough football player to get a contract that I don't believe he actually thoroughly deserves. I this is where this is where it's going to be very very interesting cuz like you said Ravens are run, run very well. They're an organization kind of like the the Steelers the like the Cowboys organizations that have a way of doing things. Are the Ravens yeah, going to Yeah, they seem to be good every do, year. Do you think they are going to look at what happened with Joe Flacco and let that impact their decision on Lamar Jackson? Lamar Jackson's a better athlete I think, than Joe I Flacco, think, but Joe Flacco won more games. Yes, obviously. <laughs> than Lamar Jackson ever did. I think they and cur- I, Yeah. Go ahead. I, I think they currently are doing that. And like I don't I don't understand because well I mean this is the like third time we've said it. they're they're a well run organization, but if you have Lamar currently on his rookie contract, this is right now the time to surround him with as much talent as possible. His best wide receiver this year is Devin Duvernay. That's not good. Yeah, but, he, he wouldn't be a wide receiver three on a, on a lot of teams in the NFL. And what, like, and I, I just I don't know. I, I can't tell if that's just like incompetence or them just not wanting him to look as good because they don't want him to give him or they don't want to give him that massive massive deal like around the realm of a Patrick Mahomes. And do I, I don't think another, they should right now. Do you think there's another team that's going to swoop in and give him that massive deal though? If they don't, well, he'll be he'll be a restricted free agent. Like, so uh, the the Ravens will have like, all the power, but I mean, and then they could and they can and they can franchise tag him too. They probably he might will, he but... might hold out and not and not play under the franchise tag. Like he seemed he he seems very intent on getting a contract before he plays again yeah. after the season. Uh, so it, it, it's, it's all, tough. Um, all they, I they're in a very is, sticky – they're in a tough situation because he's also negotiating his own contract. He does not have yes. an agent either. So they're, it, it could be tough to get through to that sometimes. I, I would also like to just point out that this could take a very nice step in the argument we had a few months ago at the beginning of this football season where, and it's kind of ironic that we're to the point where we're at right now, because I said, and I got crucified by you for this. I said, Lamar Jackson is following the same career arc as Joe Flacco. And I got jumped all over. And now I find it somewhat ironic that now everybody in America is going, Oh, this is Joe Flacco all over again. If the like, <laughs> this could be Joe Flacco well, all hey, over again. 
And the, the one difference is is that Lamar Jackson does not have a Super Bowl ring. So actually, Joe Flacco's been better. So nice try. <laughs> so I mean, if we're talking if we're talking about team success, like that's the ultimate goal is winning the Super Bowl, and he hasn't <clears throat> he hasn't done that yet. So tough. Also, we have not mentioned the the Jags did win that game. Yeah. Um. Finally, <laughs> finally, my take is my take is aging well on the. Not even that well, but they finally won a game, which is good. Like, I, I don't know if they've – I think this is their first win since I said that the Jags are going to make the playoffs. And I'm just like – it, it, that was the worst take of all time. And I'm, I, might, I might be close to hopping back in on that just because why not. They look Blake, good. They actually – that was a good – that was a great game. Than Lamar Jackson. But <laughs> that is true. That sucks. That was, <laughs> yeah. That, that was a great game-winning drive that was a by great Trevor game. Lawrence in that game. He played. I hate Trevor Lawrence. I'm not even gonna like. I'm not even gonna pretend to jump on this bandwagon. I hate him. I'll never like him. It doesn't matter what he does. I will never like him unless he wears black and gold for a season and wins a Super Bowl. Did you? Then I'm. Then I would. But he looked really good. He played a very, very great minute forty or so, and I the Ravens defense. Has it, it's kind, not like it's just sucked. Uh, when it's mattered, it sucked. Yeah, and they traded. They traded for Roquan too. I yeah, mean, he has not been. He hasn't yeah. been very good since he's gotten there. It maybe takes a couple weeks to figure out and, their scheme on defense and everything. But that that seemed to be the missing piece was uh, an off ball linebacker for them, and he hasn't really produced. But but what uh, what I love most hear, about, did you hear that? Oh, go ahead. Yeah, go. go ahead. Good, sorry. I mean, what I love most about this game though was when the Jags got that touchdown, Doug Peterson goes for two, wins the game. I We saw this a couple times this week where the Chargers and Staley were another one. Um, the coach made a very difficult decision, which ended up paying off, but it was a decision that like he would have been dragged through the mud had they lost this game and not gotten that two point conversion, I liked that he went for the win. I liked that he went with the hot hand. I just do you like what are your thoughts on this? Because it's so easy to sit here and praise him, but like in all and like in realistically, we all would have been like killing this guy, dragging him through the mud if that can if that conversion didn't go through. But like I, I really yeah. liked the decision. I liked that he did it. They had all the momentum. They were rolling, and I think for a young guy, for having a young – oh, my God. Oh, my God. We almost scored a Michigan goal. Um, For having a young guy – I'm watching the Penguins game – and a young quarterback like that, I think it, it shows a lot to not only him but your team and your fan base that I believe in this guy, and I'm willing to put the ball in his hands. Not every coach, um, Nathaniel Hackett, uh, <laughs> will do things like that. So I really liked that. Yeah. But what were, what were you going to say? That was my last note on this game is that I really just did no. – I did like that he stayed true to himself, put the ball in his young quarterback's hands and said, I trust yeah. you. And it, it leads greatly in, into what I wanted to say, and that that's true. He, it's also kind of bit him a couple times this year. I forget which game. He went for uh, on fourth down like three different times. And if he didn't do it any of those times, yeah, uh, the pan or the Jags win that game. But that's that's how Doug Peterson coaches, and that I mean, when he was in Philly, that's how he coached, even in the Super Bowl and the Philly Special. So 
It's nothing new. And you can you see just the difference in the players um, actually now being successful on those plays too because I, I don't know the safety's name, but he was talking post-game. And he literally mentioned Urban Meyer by name saying, like, <laughs> I, I, like, I love seeing Trevor Lawrence successful. Like, he just – having Urban Meyer here last year is, like, pretty much a lost season for Trevor. And I'm like, you – this guy, the safety, I again, don't know his name. He, he had been on the Jaguars since 2019. So, he was on the Jags last year too. Experienced yeah. Urban Meyer and, like – Obviously, he he rubbed a lot of people the wrong way, and um, they actually have a coach that that the players like, and that goes such a long way. Just when, when you have so many guys on a team, fifty three, like you got to establish a good culture there, and yeah. that's something that wasn't and, happening last year, and seems to be moving in the right direction. So, congratulations, Jack. What? That's my last note. What would you rather have in a coach, Kellen? Would you rather the all like? I trust my guys with everything at all times. I trust them or the like, would you rather, you know, go for it on fourth downs, lose the game because you went for it on fourth down or go to overtime, possibly lose the game because, you know, you didn't go for two. Like, it's what? tough. I, I just hate getting like coached out of the win too which yeah. happens when you go for it on fourth down a lot too. Uh, but the analytics, I don't, I've never looked at the analytics, but this is what people always say is the analytics back up going for it on fourth down just about every time. So the analytics say it's smart. So uh, I think Doug Peterson is an analytical guy when, when it comes to these decision-making I don't. Uh, things and, he might not be. He might. He might just be a no. gut guy too. I it can't is. tell. And, I can't and tell. And that's where that's what I want in my coach. You go off of the feel of the game, because yeah, if your gut's was, right, I like that. There was, dude. If you were watching this game and you're telling me that you saw them line up to go for two and you went, "This is the wrong decision," you're lying to yourself. You're lying to me, and you're lying to God because. Nobody on this planet Earth, after watching that entire drive and how Trevor Lawrence marched them down the field, should have been thinking, oh, going for two is the wrong idea. I was like, there's no way they're going to miss this. And you need that feeling. When you have that feeling of, like, this is the fourth down we're going to get, that's one of the best feelings in the world when you just, you know, yeah, the analytics say this is a 20%er, but this is a 100%er. We're not missing this. Yeah, we've got this a hundred percent. Like sixty percent of the time, it works a hundred percent of the time, and you go with it. And it's it's the greatest thing in the world. Um, so I'm a gut. I, I'm a gut guy. I'm a big gut coach. So yeah, like let's, that. I mean, let's. Yeah. Uh, I, I was just gonna say we 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 got to move on to our next game here. Should we spend thirty more minutes on another AFC North game? It's yeah. We talked <laughs> we talked about that game forever. Oh my gosh. Uh, let's let's go on because this is another. We've been we've been kind of alluding to the, this team, and we've, we talk about them every week for a while. So we're going to probably talk about them for a while. I just need to get into it. Uh, Broncos Panthers. Broncos lost again. Russell Broncos Wilson Bron- lost again. This team is is the funniest Bad. train wreck of the NFL season, and I, I don't want to look away for a second 
I'm really enjoying it. And I, I'm not, I've never been a Broncos hater before. I have been a Russ hater for a while. I can't imagine, like, remember when he requested a trade and the Bears were one of the top teams in on those rumors? I, I could not imagine my level of just depression that I would be in if the Bears traded for Russ because it would be going even worse if he was on the yeah, Bears. Yeah, if I had time. For sure. If I had time, I would go look up all of the – I probably said it about the Steelers somehow too. I yeah. will. If I had yeah. time, I would go look it up and just find out how wrong – we were about this because everybody, everybody wanted him. I remember we had something with Sierra and wanting to be in Chicago. Somehow she wanted to be in Chicago. I don't even remember what that theory was. There was some theory that she was like, always wanted to live I mean, in Chicago or whatever, but you dodged yeah, the, the bullet on that the, one. Every, because- everyone that didn't trade for him dodged a bullet. Did you uh, the, just the visual of the year for that team was, um, uh, who who was it? Um, I know what you're some, talking about. Some defensive, yeah, it was, it was some defensive tackle on uh, Mike Mike Purcell. It was Mike Purcell on the Broncos, just screaming in Russell Wilson's face as he's running off the field. Like these teammates do not like him. And then Russ after the game saying like I loved it is hilarious to me. Like he loves that fire, and that leads me to believe like if he actually. I, I think he might be just saving face with that comment, but if he actually believes that, he he only sees, like he has zero self-awareness, and he only sees the world through his scope of vision, which leads me to believe that Russell Wilson is actually artificial intelligence. He's AI. He's a robot. I knew that deep ball that he was throwing in Seattle was too good somehow, and his software is not up to date anymore. It's he's, bad. He's a machine... And um, he's like he's like an iPhone six now. That's Neat basically Dave. what Russell Wilson is. It, it just it doesn't work. It doesn't charge. It doesn't do anything you want it to do. Yeah, he's he's Meet Dave. He he's just running on super weird technology from like it's so bad. It's so like nineteen seventies China. I don't know. He, it's it, so bad. It's so painful. It's bad, to watch. but it is so. It's fun to watch, though, too. I love it. And and, and Hackett, Nathaniel Hackett just standing there as his franchise quarterback is getting F-bombed by, like, a 400-pound defensive tackle. That's a funny visual, too. He's like, yeah, if if I act like – nice, that's Frank the Tank. Very nice. Um, (laughs) If if I act like nothing's happening and nothing is happening, that's what – that's Nathaniel Hackett right now. He's got to be like, okay, I'm just getting fired. I would be – I don't know what I would think. Like, he he basically has two more months of a job, and then he's going to have to campaign for himself to maybe get an offensive coordinator job somewhere. I did forget about this. I forgot about this, and I heard it brought up. The big storyline around this hiring was when he did an interview after the hire and said that the Broncos management didn't ask him any questions about football in the interview. Um. That was an actual thing that happened. So what? just remember that one came up. What, they just what do you, what do you mean? Wait, Josh, Josh. No, don't, don't just like say that. And what do you mean they didn't, they didn't ask him anything about football? He said like, that in an interview. Yo, your head football. That is, <laughs> what are the Broncos doing? They got themselves in this situation then. Nobody should feel bad for them. I, that, what do you mean? Like, how is that even possible? I 
I, I can't, I almost like, I, I wish that you never said that because I'm too confused now by everything around this team. There's, I didn't know the Broncos were this poorly run of an organization because I, it was it, it's something. Looking, it was something along those they, lines. They look like a bottom five, or they look like the Bears right now. That's that's bad. Like I, the me as a Bears fan, I'm feeling much more optimistic about the future than the Broncos because they also have no first round picks for like the next three years now too because of that trade. And there's no optimism in Denver. There shouldn't be. It's so bad. And they're in the it's, toughest division in football after the NFC East. It is it's so bad. I'm trying to find the so bad. I'm trying to find the um I'm trying I'm trying to find it somewhere and find the actual quote. But it's it's so I mean, I mean they, they just hired him off of vibes alone and sometimes it's such that doesn't a bad, cut it's it. It's such and, a bad situation. It's such a terrible situation. Well, let's let's go to another terrible situation here, Josh. Uh, the the Chargers and the Cardinals. Uh, the Cardinals are in a terrible situation where their coaches. Uh, he, he's a lame duck head coach as well. Now he's going to get fired after this year, Cliff Kingsbury, because the reason Kingsbury was brought in was, mind you, he had just been fired from Texas Tech, and he was in the process of accepting the USC offensive coordinator job under Clay Helton. He wasn't even going to be the head coach at USC until the Cardinals offered him their head coaching job. And they, the reason he got that job was basically his relationship with Kyler Murray. He's the guy that recruited him to A&M, um, and he, he coached him his, his freshman year. And he obviously coached Pat Mahomes, so there's a little bit of that to it as well. But now he does not have Kyler Murray's vote of confidence. He said. Kyler Murray said we were effed schematically. So that that stinks. Like the one guy that you're brought there for now does not believe in you. Um, I mean, he's as good as gone. And he'll get a job somewhere else just because he's super sexy, he's super hot. And somebody's going to want to, like, they're going to want to go from, like, brown M&M to green M&M. And they're going to yeah. want to re-sexy yeah. their brand with Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury. Yes. Like maybe Nick, Nick Saban retires. And Alabama's no. like board of regents is just like imagine imagine Alabama football, but sexy, and that's going to be their rebrand once he retires. I don't know, but somebody's going to go for him because he coached in the NFL, but he's not going to coach as a head coach in the NFL again for a while, uh, at least because just an ugly, ugly season. He does not know what he's doing. He's lost, and his own players no. are saying that. He's lost now. It's so bad, and it's kind of Tough unfortunate. Loss. It's it's super unfortunate. I think Kyler Murray is going to end up being one of those quarterbacks too that just that's not going to age well. And I think that's another thing that if you are if you're the Baltimore Ravens and this whole Lamar Jackson thing, I think like Kyler Murray is another one where you're kind of like, okay, Kyler got a lot of money when we can all like be honest, he didn't really. He got a lot of money and didn't really prove very much. Like, he was good. He's entertaining. He's a fun guy to watch because you never know what you're going to get from him. And, like, you can have the play where he runs for 30 minutes and then throws a two-point conversion. It's the longest play, like, time-wise ever in NFL history. But you also just get bad quarterback play at times. Like, I do truly think, and I hate this, I hate it so much, I truly do think he is too, just too short. I think he's too short. 
Um, and I also think Russell Wilson's too short now, but that's a whole other thing. Um, Russell Wilson's just, just too bad at football. He's just getting dominated, and the Cardinals, I feel bad for him. Um, J.J. Watt, you really screwed up, huh? Um, that was a pretty stupid decision and you made signing there. J.J. Watt's been good this year, too. I know. Like, that's the thing. How is, much How much? I mean, this, do you think? This team, like, this. How much do you think he regrets not going to Pittsburgh with his brothers? There's definitely there's definitely a level of regret there. It has Absolutely. To be. But like because even though th- this like, this game had to be suck, like the suck with it, your brothers. It, yeah, yeah, for sure. And that would be fun to watch just TJ and JJ on the same D line. I'd love that. Uh but like this the game Steelers had would win a Super the, Bowl if they had both of them. Like this year. It, this game had to have the greatest level of talent of like underperforming talent in like NFL history because I mean, the Chargers have been disappointing too this year. Not as disappointing as the Cardinals, but and they obviously won the game, so that's good. And the Chargers, like, they're they're just developing playmakers everywhere. Like they, Josh Palmer and DeAndre Carter at receiver, filling in for like Mike Williams, who's been out a bunch this year. They look really nice on offense too, and I'm just confused as to how they're only six and five. Like, they they're the most overhyped team every year. But also you get why they're overhyped because you just look at that roster top to bottom. You're like, Jesus, there's like no holes there. And they put their six and five. But obviously, obviously nothing compared to this Cardinals season and the way that they're imploding. And like they, the scary thing is, is like, uh, like you, you, Kyler already got his extension. He was drafted a year after Lamar and he got his money before Lamar did. And he's not a very mature quarterback. Uh, I don't, I don't know why people would defend him for being mature when he's just never proven that. Yeah. And like I, I, I would hate to be a Cardinals fan and be like, we have. I mean, he he's up. He's a top five most talented quarterback in the NFL. Just like with his athletic abilities, he's a two sport athlete. He could have played professional baseball as well. So it's absolutely infuriating seeing, like just the lack of production that you get because he can scramble. He could, he throws a great ball too. And only passed for like 170 yards this game. Yeah. Ran for, he ran for like 80, but it doesn't matter if you're getting losses every week. No, I, I I totally agree with you. Um, so what we, let's move on to, Another game, maybe a couple games that we maybe don't have to talk super, super in-depth on here. Um, again, Houston Texans, Miami Dolphins. Uh, the score was 30-15. to 15. The Dolphins pulled everybody out in, like, the first quarter because they were killing them. Uh, Miami is starting to look like a team that is going to start to creep. They're starting to look like a team that's going to start to creep into the the Super Bowl content, the short Super Bowl contenders list. Um, again, I think that, and I've said this, I'll say it till I'm blue in the face. I think having a first, like having home field advantage, is the only path for this team to make the Super Bowl. Um, I don't care how good they are at the end of the year, how hot they are. If they have to go into Buffalo or Kansas City to play a game in the AFC Championship, they will not win it. Um, they just. I do not think that they can play away from home. Uh, that I haven't seen anything 
from any, and that's just more, uh, that's not this Dolphins team's identity, I guess. They haven't, this Dolphins team hasn't shown me anything. Just Dolphins teams in general have never proven to me yeah. that they can perform on the road. So I'm going to stay well, on that anytime, take until I'm proven yeah. wrong. I, I And I don't mind that take at all because any I just feel like anytime you're a team from the South and you go uh, and play in snow, it just it just affects you negatively. I I don't know if there's evidence to back that up either, but that's just it just makes sense if you think yeah. about it for, for and, like two seconds. And go, sorry, go ahead. If any, if anyone, like, if anyone want if if your um sorry I can't talk if your home field advantage is because of the heat and the way the sun beats down on the other team's sideline is your biggest home field advantage. You are not built to play on the road in the postseason. When you think of, like, when you think of, I'm sorry, when you think of Green Bay, when you think of, like, Pittsburgh when they were great, when you think of Buffalo, when you think of Kansas City, the things that come to mind on those in New England to some extent is how loud those buildings got and how hostile the environment was. And then you get into the weather after that. Well, Green Bay actually know you think of the weather first, so forget them, and they haven't won anything. See? Crazy. Crazy. Uh, it's crazy how that works. When the weather is your biggest home field advantage, you don't win anything. When the crowd is the first thing people think of, and then they think about the weather, that's the winning recipe. I'm actually – I love that you, take. I, that I, I, I like, I like that. You, I, think you, I think you cracked the code on that I one cracked there. the code. I need yeah. Buffalo to win a Super Bowl. <laughs> <And then laughs> yeah, you now, now, now you definitely so need that. Kansas or at least City to make and... it because, hey, Super Bowl is neutral site, so they need to make it yeah. to the Super Bowl. I have, yeah. I, have, I have Kansas City, I have Pittsburgh, and I have New England. <laughs> That's all I need. <laughs> just, it's just the AFC teams. Um, but I, I, one, one last thing I wanted to mention about this game was uh, I, I liked this. Uh, there's a cool story that came out about uh, Tua and Mike McDaniel. And um, just basically Tua in the offseason was thinking after, you know, his first couple of years in the league, like, do I suck at this? Like, am I just not a good quarterback? Am I not cut out for it? And then yes. Mike McDaniel put together a tape of 700 plays of his, 700 uh, proving, like, of his, like, of him just playing awesome, which is, Great coach work, That's and awesome. it gave to a said that gave him a lot of confidence. And we both work in the sports industry, Josh. And yeah, something about like having bosses in the sports industry is they love, um, they love pulling examples from great coaches historically, like John yeah. Wooden. There's quotes from yeah. him like all over the walls at every uh, sports oh, company yeah. you work at, stuff like that, and. So next time that we are not performing up to par, we can now say to our bosses, because it is their job and their pride as bosses to motivate their employees, just give us 700 examples of how we're great employees, and that that ought to do the trick. So it's perfect. I I love Mike McDaniel for doing that. Until I become the boss of someone, then it's going to suck. Yes. I have a question, though. Yeah. How long is this going to last in Miami? How long is Mike Daniel going to be a good coach in the NFL? He just – I just have a feeling that at some point him and Tua are going to get into, like, one hell of an argument and it's all going to blow up and it's going to be a whole big mess there. 
I, I just have a I don't, feeling. I don't, <clears throat> I don't think either of those guys have those vibes, though. Like, Tua, you know, he he's Hawaiian. It's That's island vibes right there. And then Mike McDaniel just smokes weed all the time. That's stoner <laughs> vibes. Those guys are that. Those are those guys are not like. It doesn't seem like two two types of people that are going to be butting heads a lot. I could see things going south, like maybe in a couple of years, once they lose Tyreek and Jalen Waddle, like if if that happens, because it, like the Dolphins are playing insane this year, but they also do have the best receiver tandem in the NFL right now, and that goes a long way. Tua is putting up insane numbers. But again, that goes back to him having the best receiver tandem in the NFL. He, he's a legit MVP candidate right now. But they, you know, how much of that is coaching? How much of that is the talent? Is it a combination of both? Probably. But wh- like, which is more significant right now? I think the players on the field is, is a They're little bit more him, significant. They're playing for and that's all that matters and, at the end of the day. Yeah, so. the players love him, and they, they're showing no signs of, of breaking yeah. At all at this point. So, yeah. Um, uh, what game do you want to head to next, Josh? Let's go 49ers Saints. 49ers won 13 to nothing. Um, this game was probably Jameis. worse. Yeah, Jameis is getting Jameis. screwed. There's no other way yeah, you, I think you can say. I don't know how. I have no idea how you can sit there with Andy Dalton and, and be like, yeah, this is the guy I'm going to keep playing. Like, I talked about the Steelers being a boring team. The Saints they, suck. They're su- the they Saints suck to watch worse. so bad. They're so boring. Yeah. They're so terrible. Definitely. And what sucks about the Saints, they have an out to be – like the Steelers, what's keeping them from being interesting is a offensive coordinator that's competent. The Saints literally have the answer. Sitting on their bench, telling the media he's ready to play, he wants to play – and they won't just put him in the game. I mean, well, how? How much? How much better. money? How much money is are, are Andy Dalton and Dennis Allen donating to PFF to keep him in the game? Because right now, Andy Dalton is the fifth ranked quarterback in passing, yeah. according to Pro Football Focus. If you want to know, like. If if you want to know how broken PFF's algorithm is, just look at that right there. That don't don't trust PFF grades ever, 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 ever. Yeah. They they are stupid. People have been relying on them way too much, and all I need is evidence. I don't care about any, literally anything else they say because they have Andy Dalton ranked as the fifth best quarterback in passing in the NFL right now. That's ridiculous. He stinks on ice. That that guy is so bad. I watched an entire season of him with the Bears, and I wanted to gouge my eyes out. And and now watching him with the Saints, I don't even like the Saints, and I want to gouge my eyes out. No, and and he was always one of the quarterbacks. Like, this is never good, but he was one of the quarterbacks that was probably along the lines of Baker Mayfield that you just, as a Steelers fan, got excited because you knew that he was going to do something stupid. Like, you knew there was always the possibility that Andy Dalton was going to lose the game in some way. And, like, when you have better athletes on the other side of the ball, you just know it's going to be fun. Like, he's he's one of the quarterbacks you know it's going to be fun <clears throat> to play against because you can make big plays. Um, he's terrible. The 49ers only scoring 13 points. To me, that's a little bit of a letdown. Yeah, the Saints have a pretty good defense. 
I also think, but like I would like to score more than 13 points if I'm then. But you know what? Especially with all those playmakers yeah. they have too. I still this think was... I still think that the 49ers are going to be the toughest game if they face yes. the Eagles in the playoffs because yes. that Eagles don't don't stop the run well and um no. the 49ers they got they got Debo, McCaffrey coming out the backfield. They could have Brandon Ayuk back there. They just have a million options and uh they have Kyle Shanahan calling the plays and he's a smart yeah. guy it seems like um but yeah, I would have liked. I would have felt better about that take if they scored more than thirteen. That's for sure. Yeah, and um, we can move on now. The other another game that was kind of it just happened. I mean, went the way everyone thought it was going to. Chiefs, Rams, Chiefs twenty six, Rams ten. The Rams had like absolutely no one that you would even recognize on their team. The Chiefs, Rams have given up. They just they just and I don't with them. They didn't try. The Chiefs yeah. didn't try at all. They were just like, whatever, who cares? Like, we're going to win this game no matter what we do. They were just like, Mahomes wasn't even trying. He probably didn't even warm up for the game, and it was a joke. So, do you have anything like I mean, I mean we've talked about the Rams at length the last couple yeah, of weeks. It, so. I, I'll just, yeah, I'll just mention something briefly is like, I, I mean, they, they've given up. I mean, Stafford might not play the rest of the year. Allen Robinson might not play the rest of the year. Cooper Cup might not play the rest of the year. That's those are three massive pieces to that team. And uh, it looks like Aaron Donald might be out next week, and who knows? They oh, yeah. just might sit him for a while too. And like like the Rams, I mean, they should be trying because they don't have their first round pick that that belongs to the Lions. So um, there, there's no really incentive for them yeah. to uh, scoot up in the draft order at all right now. But we we did we definitely should have seen this season coming. I didn't think they were going to implode this hard and this fast. This has got to be one of but the like, worst fall offs in professional sports from a championship, though. Yeah, but it does make sense because they got their Super Bowl, which is great. And all they did leading up to that Super Bowl was trade away every single draft pick and asset, yeah. like for the future that they had. Like they have nothing, and Fun team. now there's it's starting to show. They lost they lost Von Miller in the off season. And it's just like, oh, that was maybe maybe that was a cornerstone or something, and just everything just crumpled after that. Yeah, um, I know, I know, he wasn't there very long, but like, uh, th- there's nothing, and they don't have picks. They they're just injured, and they have a lot of money dedicated to players that are that are injured. And maybe Aaron Donald and Sean McVay should have just retired in the off season because I think I think they were considering it because they yeah. saw like the writing on the wall a little bit and they're like, man, eh, maybe we got one more good season in us. And yeah, turns now out they it's just going to look they like total losers if they walk away. So I think they're stuck another year. Um, yeah, they, that's true. That's true. It's a good point. But Or I, Aaron Donald to Pittsburgh fin- comes full circle, finishes where he started. I don't know. Takes the hometown <laughs> discount. I don't know. Just every, every, Good player is always connected to the Steelers with Josh. Just remember JJ Watt only def- only really on defense. JJ well, Watt, you, were, I mean, you you were on the Aaron Rodgers train for like a second, like last year when I was told he, that he was possibly going to come here. Yeah, uh, yeah, of course. Then yeah, I talked myself into it. I never was the one saying get him over here. No, I was. That's true. Were, you wait. You did. You did wait for the rumors to surface before you didn't start those rumors. Me, I don't want him. I still, yeah. but like. I mean, I'm just saying Aaron Donald maybe come play at home again. 
I don't know. When, yeah, when, when the Steelers no? have when the Steelers have JJ and TJ on either side of Aaron Donald, that's gonna be Aaron gonna be and so, Cam Hayward. So Aaron Donald, Cam Hayward, JJ. You're running that TJ? four three. Yeah, there we go. Good. Yeah, God. Man, man, a defense where like a defensive line where Cam Hayward is the worst player on it. Maybe JJ Watt. Like the Steelers <laughs> might never lose again. <laughs> like we're already. Get ready for 2023, baby. Let's go. It's Dude, gonna be it's gonna be a fun ride for you. will never lose again with that defense. <laughs> it's such a good oh, defense. Here's a, here's so something that I that I definitely wanted to talk about. Uh, the Commanders and Falcons. Commanders won the game. Uh, There's a red zone interception by the Falcons on their last drive. Yeah. Taylor Heineke has not put up good numbers this year, but he just continues to win games. Dude, and he's so much fun to watch because of that. But what I really want to talk about is just the commanders still being a dumpster fire of a franchise because of what happened before the yeah, game I was talk where about they the were Steelers. unveiling now, the sh- Yeah, they were unveiling the Sean Taylor Memorial and it's the most pathetic memorial that's ever been made. Uh, it was not even a mannequin, it was just like a wire body. They used the word Sean Taylor's statue. uniform on it. They, they used the word statue to describe this the, thing. The statue, the statue in air quotes, didn't even have football cleats on it. It had no. soccer cleats. It had no. World Cup cleats on it, which is embarrassing. And, what? like, the cleats, then a Nike jersey, which he never played in, and Reebok pants. I thought it was Reebok. No, oh, it's Reebok okay, the pants. pants were Reebok then. The jersey was oh Nike. Oh, my gosh. And then the socks, oh my I, gosh. Don't think were, I don't think the socks were correct either. Well, and the shoes were Adidas, by the way. So kudos. they were just mixing every single brand. Kudos to them, uh, though. Kudos, kudos to them. <clears throat> they put the Redskins on the thing. Okay. <laughs> they, didn't just yeah, put a, so, they didn't just put a twenty-one commander. They, they just put a commander's uniform. Oh man, that would have been that would have actually been legit hilarious because this was so <laughs> clearly just like a last-second homework assignment. Like someone went, someone went to Dan Snyder in his office the day before, and they're like. Dude, where's our statue? And he's like, oh, shit. I forgot to put that together. Give me some intern. Put them in charge of it. That's what they came up with, which, you know, it's not bad last second. I think I think the commanders, they're such a cheap organization that they just have interns doing every single important job there. Like, they might yeah, have an intern as their GM. Like, I, I, don't I, I, I don't know. Think... He just doesn't want to pay anyone to do anything. Like, I... The way they did it is just so bad. I don't think what they did is necessarily wrong. It's it, it is, sucks though. It's it a is, bad but look. okay, it, it is. It's a terrible look, but that's also because of the way that they said this was gonna. They said it was gonna be a statue. Had they just said we're gonna like, um, open uh show uh Sean Taylor show memorial showcase, and then they put like. A game worn helmet, game jersey, like different bits and pieces about his career in a glass box. Yeah. Then that's fine. It's fine. They said it was going to be a statue. They gathered everybody around. They had a curtain around this thing. They dropped the curtain, and it's just. (laughs) That that was the most disappointing curtain drop I've ever seen. I mean, I just sit there, and I know it's a completely different, like, I know it's a completely different thing, but like, I just sit there and I think of like the times I've seen statues unveiled for my, like Lemieux gets a statue outside the new Penguins arena. It is like, 
he means so much to that franchise and everything. Yes, it's a different circumstance that they're putting this up for and everything. Um, but like, it is one of his most iconic moments encapsulated in stone forever, right outside. Everyone loves it. It's great. Like, you think of moments like that. And it's like, it's just so bad that they can't, like, they couldn't even get the jerseys correct. The uniform isn't even correct. Yeah. You, that, they went yeah. down to the team shop sad. and printed this the day of. Like, it's just, it's so yeah. bad. And for me, it bothers I, me. I think, I, I think it. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I was just going to say, I think I found Dan Snyder's burner, like, before the yeah. game. Because when when um, Schefter tweeted out that they're going to be unveiling the memorial, the first, like, comment on on that tweet was, like, Sean Taylor does not deserve a memorial for the for the commander's good player, but, like, didn't, didn't do enough or something like that. It was like, this, that's everyone's, like, that's every millennial's, Favorite player that's a Commanders fan, right there. And they, again, they remember that dude. Just the hardest hitting safety when he was playing. Uh, one of the yeah. like one of the greatest highlight tapes you'll ever see. It meant so much to that team, and that's how you pay respect to him. It's sad. And again, like you, you didn't need to do a statue. Like yeah, you, did. you didn't. You, you never really needed didn't. to use like, the word statue to do this correctly. You just need to give him, like, uh, I don't know if exhibits the right word, but give him a showcase. Give him a showcase that shows and tells his career arc and his life story and how he died here. It's embarrassing. It's a terrible look. And, like, I'm the type of person, I get very annoyed when I'm at sporting events. And, I like, my biggest pet peeve is when I see a fan wearing a jersey with a name, and they're wearing a jersey style that guy never played in. When I see a Lemieux yeah. jersey with an Adidas logo on it, that is my biggest pet peeve in the entire world. I literally got in an argument, like, I got in a fight with someone almost one time because, like, they had a Golden Knights Mark Stone jersey with an inaugural season patch on it. And the inaugural season, oh. Mark Stone was not on the team. Yeah. And I was like, take that yeah. off. That's stupid. You look at like an idiot. Like I get I, that bothers me more than anything. That 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 that, that like, one's really bad. That's pretty egregious. That one really, really like it just very much bothers me when it's not a current um player, like when it when they never wore the jersey, don't do it. And then you do it in a memorial. And I I don't know how the this Washington franchise keeps flopping so hard on this every single year. Um, Jackson Mahomes didn't dance on it. Say something nice. Yeah. Hey, I guess he there didn't we go. dance on they the They did not invite Anakin. Jackson Mahomes. So <laughs> they, they definitely like Dan Snyder. Everyone walked out of that, out of a meeting um, last year, like after last year, their debriefing was Okay. Don't let Jackson Mahomes near whatever we do for Sean Taylor this year. That was the that was all they like took out of it. They were like, okay, the, the only issue. Yeah, and that, they we thought that that was enough. Mahomes. They thought that's all they needed yeah, to do. That was all. Yeah. They, so everything, everything else, everything else is perfect. Yes, say something nice yeah. about the commanders. Uh, let's 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 go here to um, now. 
Raiders Seahawks. Um, yeah. Good game. Went into overtime. Josh Jacobs is currently playing like prime Walter Payton. He is freaking Love unbelievable it. right now. The Raiders. Um, and the, Ra- the Raiders have not lost since Derek Carr cried at the podium. Uh, so maybe we can use that to our advantage as well, Josh. Figure out different situations to cry to will our way to get to something. Like maybe we should cry on – Josh, cry on the podcast right now so that I we don't... can get more listeners. No, you but make, half make yourself cry right now. Yeah, but half oh, I could say a bunch of mean things about you if that'll help. But half the time I cry, half the time on this podcast, I make fun of Dan Campbell for crying. So what kind of person would I be yeah. if I now cry? Well, if you know, I'm going to make I, fun of criers, true. I can't cry. One of my notes was maybe is Dan Campbell onto something, which well, no, it, it makes me feel like a crazy person. He's Campbell. not. He's no, not. no, yeah. he's not. He's a crybaby. Derek Carr is also a also, crybaby. Yeah. The only reason Derek Carr was cried real... is because he got his eyeliner got in his eyes. Well, I was going to say, was he really there. crying? Because I didn't see no. any mascara he running, and he definitely he wears mascara. It. He faked it. Yeah. He poked just, himself in the eye. He does trying fake to a southern accent and mascara, too. Yeah. And he faked it. It was terrible. I hate it. Oh, God. I yeah. don't like the Raiders, and they're going to be playing what? their basketball going <laughs> into the Steelers game. God, this sucks. Why do we hate Derek Carr so much? Like that, he's got to be the number one guy we pick on that just like has done absolutely nothing to us. Yeah, he said Franco Harris dropped the ball, so that was enough for me. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that is so, good enough. No. <laughs> and he wears mascara, and yeah. he's and he would have bullied me in high school for sure. Yeah, that's, he's, <laughs> he's a high school bully. If I'm gonna, yeah, yeah I can't true. get on a high horse about not bullying you. Um, so, and he would have tried to sell me drugs in high school too. Yeah, he would have. He would have dare. He would have tried to sell me drugs. I would have said no because I took I took drug assistance resistance education. Yeah, uh, dare for short. Yeah. Um, I, so I would never do something like that. And then he would pick on me for that and call me and, and, and call me names. Uh, so thanks a lot, Derek Carr, for this really mean hypothetical that you've put me in. Yeah, but mm-hmm. man, Josh Jacobs, they should just sign him to like a like. I don't know if they could franchise tag him. I think they might be able to, but just like, or sign to like a one-year extension because he obviously is playing super well with all the pressure in the world on him. And they're not going to yeah. fire Josh McDaniels. They already said that, but he is currently saving Josh McDaniels, his job even more right now. No, I definitely, great. I definitely agree with you there. Um, I got a couple more games. Let's finish off. Let's finish off the AFC North here. And then we'll move over to our final two. Uh, Cleveland Browns got a win against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa Bay really gave that game away. Um, Todd Bowles is a terrible head coach. That's just all I need to say bad. on that one. He's bad. Um, this is I was like, su- uh, were you so su- Josh? Were you yeah. surprised that they went with Todd Bowles over Byron Leftwich as their head coach? Because Byron Leftwich, I feel like, was getting a lot more. Uh, he was getting a lot more praise. Traction. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I am surprised. He's getting a lot of head coaching interviews in the offseason. Yeah. I am kind of surprised, but now I'm getting less surprised because Byron Leftwich hasn't done much this year either. There haven't been really that's, many. That's bright, true. Yeah. There hasn't been really many bright spots with this Tampa Bay team. They choked it away. I think Tom Brady actually had one of his better games. He still sucks and he's still washed up and, like, still divorced. But, like, he had a slightly better game. The Browns won this game, and now they're getting their terrible quarterback back next week. Um, and I Josh, hope he's I'm gonna, 
Yeah. I'm going to say something that will make you happy. I don't think uh, Kevin's is it Kevin Stefanski. Yeah. Is that his first name, Kevin? Yeah. I don't think Stefanski is a good head coach. No, uh, I mean, this is he's weird. not. This he's a, never won anything. This is a weird thing to say. At, yeah, it's a weird thing to say after a win. But also running the ball on the three-yard line in overtime, like I know Nick Chubb is probably currently the best running back in the yeah. NFL. But just take a 24-yard field goal to win. He, I, it ended up working. They got the touchdown and won it. But, like, you trust <laughs> – that's just that was yeah. a bizarre uh, play call to me, and like Jacoby Brissett has played well this year, and yeah. the fact that he has not been able to bring that defense together enough to win more than four games as their guy, the the their uh, their their awful person that they paid all yeah. this money to is about to come back from his suspension. Like they they should be a lot better than four and seven right now, based because. The biggest thing holding them back, everybody thought, would be the quarterback position. Brissett has played well, and I think that's kind of an yeah. indictment on the way Stefanski has prepared the team to play. He's definitely he's played well enough to win, and it's uh, I, I to me, yeah, it's pathetic. Stefanski, I still leave it out there. If anyone can find out what Kevin Stefanski has ever won, please come and let me know. He's an he has a great beard, great beard. Please, like, give him that. Sure, a lot let of salt know. and pepper, really thick. Let me know what he's ever succeeded in in football. Let, like, just please let me know. Let me know. Beards matter. No one, matter. no one can tell me what he had. So that game happened. Whatever. They're getting a terrible human being back next week. Um, Horrible, or for yeah. the first time, it's not even back. They're just getting. Um, last game in. Did division. you see? Uh, yeah. Sorry, Josh. Did you see that? Uh, Ten of Deshaun Watson's accusers are going to be at the Houston Cleveland no game. No way. Sideline, yeah. I hope it's good. It's going to be a very, uh, very ruckus atmosphere on I Sunday, hope. and I hope I I hope Deshaun Watson hears it. I hope he cries on the field. That would really make my week. Like, I, yeah, I'd love that. I just oh, this is there's such. A, I hope I hope nothing but the worst for this Cleveland franchise. I I will be beside myself if they ever succeed with this guy as their quarterback. Um, Cincinnati Bengals 20, Tennessee Titans 16. This game was just kind of a game that happened. It was sort of exactly what you would expect with these two teams, kind of a slugfest. Kind of boring. Kind of boring. The Bengals, they end up winning. Um, I don't think either team had more than a one-possession lead this entire game. So it happened. Uh, I, I like. I don't know. Do you have any notes on this game? Really? You said Jamar Chase is coming back. I think the Bengals are terrible. I still like. I'm never gonna buy in on them. I they cannot shake the Bungles thing. They're still gonna bungle it up. I actually heard last night, which blew my mind, was Joe Buck or Troy Aikman. I don't remember which one of the two idiots said this. They literally were like. They were like, yeah, Joe Burrow's first couple games don't matter because he played bad because he was coming back from an appendectomy. In the same game that Minka Fitzpatrick missed one game and then came back from an appendectomy and played. His appendectomy was was like, like way way before the regular season started. Yeah. Way before. Like I'm starting to get to the point 
where I genuinely will be able to hate. Like last year, I said it sucks because I used to like Joe Burrow. Like in college, he was fun to watch. Dude, I, I genuinely, don't, hate I don't him. know how you're I not there yet. Yeah, I he, genuinely do hate. Because I hate him so much. He is the most He's such a little prick, and I want to punch him in the face. Okay, I'm well, done with he. I, I just I don't like him because he is. He's definitely the most overhyped quarterback in the NFL. Yes, he has. He he might outside of uh, the Dolphins. I think. I, I think the Bengals have the best receiving core. I mean, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, that's a great one through three right there. Kenny Pickett's better than Joe Burrow. He, 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 has not, he has not put up insane numbers this year. He, he's won, like, he wins games. That's why, that's why he's hyped up. But n- nothing about the way that he's won games this year has really impressed me no. too much. What's he done? Um, and I – like. I mean, he has made it to a Super Bowl. He has done that, Josh. He well, lost. Let's not forget about that. Just he last lost year. the Super Bowl. It doesn't he take did. a lot he of talent lose, to lose but... the Super Bowl. It doesn't take much talent to lose the Super Bowl. I mean, it take, that's all it I'm going to say. Takes talent. Take, takes talent to get there. That's for sure. Rex Grossman. I mean, this year. Bowl, it... All right, let's not bring up bad <laughs> memories here, Josh. I don't. Every I'm time saying, I try I to just... even. Every just time I try to slightly, slightly defend a, an AFC North team that is not the Pittsburgh Steelers. I, I got to hear about the Bears for I was some trying, reason. Kellen, I, was I don't appreciate to, it. I was trying really hard to think of a quarterback that had gone, and it was Colin we, Kaepernick, we talk, which I can't say, we, and then it was Rex we talked about We talked about Joe Flacco for 30 minutes today. He won Josh. a Super Bowl. Yeah, and he made he it there, too. Bowl. You could throw him out there. Throw him out there. Like, no, I Joe needed Flacco's someone that lost for like, that I didn't think was amazing. No, you – no, you didn't. You just needed a bad quarterback to spend there. That's that was the whole no, point I of this. And he's been there. And that, oh my gosh, it just didn't. It, I'm sorry. I, I didn't feel necessary. Eli Manning. I, I just i I just want that, one time. That genuinely one time, wasn't if I say, trying. If I say something, I know, I know. But I, if I say something. Even I, I'm scared to say something mildly pleasant about the Browns, Bengals, or Ravens at all times because I, just, I know that I am. About any I'm that puts my shields down immediately, and you just that, take fire. It's just no. But I'm unreal. I'm sorry. Okay, genuinely, why would I bring that? Up? Like, why would I bring that moment up? Of all, mo- like, if that was not the first thing that came to mind, I wasn't doing it to make fun of you. That was one of the worst moments of my life as well. Like, do you think I thoroughly enjoyed being around a bunch of Colts fans when Rex Grossman didn't win a Super Bowl? No, that was terrible. Yeah, yeah, that was okay? that was definitely the, way harder. That was definitely just wasn't. as hard for you as it I'm was. I'm trying for me. to say I'm. I was just trying to say I was there. I I was <laughs> I I felt your pain that day. Okay, I was just trying to say I was being supportive of you, and I wasn't just trying because it's not a good memory for me too. Yeah, it was just I literally just, the first thing other than Colin Kaepernick, which I didn't want to say for obvious I, reasons, of a quarterback that made it there and kind of sucked. Dan Marino made it there, never made it back, but he was good, so I couldn't use that one. Okay, I was really I was stuck between a rock and a hard place, and Rex Grossman came up. That's all. it was just a muscle spasm. I genuinely am right. still Wait. I'm still trying to think, and I cannot think of a better quarterback to use. I genuinely just I don't know who. <laughs> you know what? This is this has been enough 
Rex Grossman talks for a lifetime <laughs> for me. Let's uh, let's 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 move on here. We we all need to. Oh God, just small hands, small small hands. Oh, tough. Uh, what's uh, do do we have any more games here? We have two. Uh, where do you want to? Oh yeah, start? Eagles Packers. Start? Let's go there. Start there. Um, ve- very yeah, pleasant. Pleasantly surprised, or not? Not pleasantly surprised. I wasn't surprised with the result, but I was happy with the result of this game. Uh, but I would be lying if I said I'm not a little bit concerned about uh, Christian Watson and Jordan Love for the future. You should I don't think Jordan Love was overly impressive, but like like I've said before, if <laughs> if Jordan Love if Jordan Love is a Hall of Fame quarterback, I will kill myself. This is just yeah. this is just it, a fact. I don't. I don't want to do it. I'm not depressed or anything, guys. I'm fine. But if the Packers have like 40 straight years of Hall of Fame quarterback play, I cannot take living in this world anymore. It won't happen. This world is too unfair and too cruel if something like that happens. They don't deserve it. They've had their time. They've had more than enough of their time. So I don't think it'll happen. Like this game did not convince me that he's Hall of Fame or anything. Like why, why would it? He had, like, one good crossing route to Christian Watson. Christian Watson's speed does concern me, and the Bears are without three defensive backs next week against the Packers. So the Packers might put up 50 points, which will suck for me. But it might be the last time I ever see Aaron Rodgers play against my team, hopefully. He might not play. Um, um, I, yeah. don't know how, I don't know how I just flipped the Packers' loss into something depressing for me. So let's talk about them losing. They lost to the Eagles. This is good yes. news. This is a and joyous occasion. What's funny to me is the Eagles won this game, but their fan base, and I love this. I love it, I love it, I love it. They're slowly, slowly starting to realize that, yes, they're like, what, 10-1? and It's 10-1. and But they have some massive, massive holes on this team. Their special teams is terrible. Their run defense is bad. And and bad run defense. The smart, like, I'll, Eagles fans are degenerates, but I do think some of them, like, actually know football. And I think those of those Eagles fans that do know the game of football are starting to get to that, like, oh, crap moment. Like, it, it, these games are getting tighter, and this team has some serious holes. That, like, it special teams, as much as you don't want to, like, Admitted at times, special teams wins football games in the playoffs. Special teams I mean, look at plays. The, yeah, look at the Packers win. last year. Like uh, they lost for that reason. So special teams matter, and yeah, I think if I'm Eagles fans, yes, I'm happy we won it. But at the same time, it doesn't really matter because that <laughs> that conference is so bad that like they can kind of drop a couple games and they'll still be fine. But like, yes, I'm happy we won. Um, but still there's, I think there's a little bit of room for concern here. Uh, if you're an Eagles fan, but that could also be, I hate the Eagles. So, um, well, I hate the, I I hate Philadelphia. I agree. Like that they are, they are still a flawed 10 and one team. I mean, every team has their own flaws, but, uh, I think they're starting to become like the glaring flaws though. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're still like top of like a top tier team. But I still like because of their weakness and in, in like stopping the run, 
I, I, I put them below Buffalo and Kansas City yeah. still in terms of my tiers. And that's that's my top tier. I they're honestly... My, they're, they're, it's like 1A and 1B. They're, they're in that 1B tier. To me, to me, I think my I would put Miami ahead of Philadelphia in terms of threats. Yeah, which is fair. There could be a but, little bias in that, but I tried to Philly, if, all if they make it to the Super Bowl, they only got to... They only got to beat one of those teams, so yeah. Um, so if it's yeah. not the worst thing for them, yeah, I agree. Um, but let's get to our final game. Um, I'll just let you take this. I don't really have anything to say about this because I can't have any fun with this game because it it has just such a huge asterisk over it. Um, I mean, well, I can, there's... but just not the fun that I want to have. Uh, the Jets played the Bears. The Jets killed the Bears. Mike White had a coming out party. The main story coming out of this game, because Justin Fields didn't play, and I'll let you talk about the Bears here. Second, the main story coming out of this game was Zach Wilson got not only benched, but he got deactivated from the roster. Yeah. He didn't only lose his starting job, he lost his pads. And then he gets this game was on Fox, was it on Fox? Then Fox, in the rain, zooms in on him with his hood up and does the conversion that you showed last week of the Jets' offense averaging 2.5 inches of play in the second half. And he Whoa, 2.77, Josh. Come okay, on. sorry. Um, getting absolutely dragged on social media for that. And I just, like, this is a bad look. The Jets can now not ever go back to Zach Wilson. He is a flop. He's dead. Mike White was is fun to watch. But what were your thoughts both on the Zach Wilson sort of thing and the Bears game? I got to think that this one's just sort of a game that happened for you because yeah. there's nothing. It, it doesn't hurt, um, honestly, like, at all. Uh, like the, the you, result because – You had no one if, that if Justin, Yeah, if Justin Fields isn't playing, like it's honestly – and this is, again, loser mentality, but I've had the loser mentality this whole season. It's good if the Bears lose because that just helps their draft spot. And I yeah, hate that Steelers. it's come to this point in the season already. Yeah, it helps the Steelers too. So Josh <laughs> is rooting for it as well. We're, we're both rooting for Bears losses when Justin Fields isn't playing. Like if, if, I want, if he's playing, well, no, I want them to win because I think those wins help his development more. But if he's not, who cares? Uh, it was This is really – it should fall in our whatever who cares category. But yeah. Mike White, I mean – that 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 was a good switch for Robert Sala because he sees that defense and he's like, "This is a playoff defense, and yeah. this this is a good enough defense to stop a, even a good offense, um, uh, which it has done this season before." And like, we just need a game manager at quarterback. And Zach Wilson hasn't even been that good. Like, he hasn't got, been game manager. Like, I got one. Good. Hey, so you, Mark you go, Sanchez you to went Mike to White. the AFC Championship quite a few times. Yeah. There, I yeah. found one. Wow! Yeah, it took Jeez. me t- it took me Thanks. ten minutes, but I found one, Kellen. <laughs> still, still not Super Bowl, but yeah. Uh, okay, good enough. Oh, for okay, then we can go back Thanks to Super Bowl. For... I was trying to give you an out there, but if you want me to bring back up my Super Bowl comparison, that was your that was your whole point. Was thinking... I know, I know, but then I just thought uh, of how pathetic. I just thought about how pathetic Mark Sanchez was because the Thanksgiving happened and the butt fumble happened. And I was trying to give you an out, and now you just brought it back up to make me make fun of you. 
Um, but it's like you didn't even give me an out by your criteria that you set. So I, but it I'm works. just confused by the out that you gave me. Okay, it yeah. Works. But any, anyways, Mike White is is what the Jets need right now, which is just like don't turn the ball over and like complete the easy passes because our defense is going to stop them more than they score. And uh, that's what happened on Sunday. The Bears aren't watchable under Trevor Simeon. They yeah. beat a bad football He's... team, and they beat them handily. And that's what good football teams do. And the Jets are actually – this is really weird to say. Nope. Really weird to say because nope. I don't think I've ever said this before. The Jets nope. are a good football team this year. They are. That's weird. Yeah, yeah. I don't like it. I don't like I don't saying like that. it. It's yeah, not like, like I hate the Jets or anything. It's just like – I feel dirty saying that. They're going like, to lose the wild card game. I feel like it's a. I feel they're, like I'm sinning saying that. I they're feel like I need to pray to God after saying that. You should. That's still you in the should. playoffs, though. They're That's losing the, the wild. They're losing the wild card game for sure. Yeah. But the good news is, spins on this for you guys at home. Um, the last time the Jets were a good football team was with Mark Sanchez when they were going to AFC Championship games and they had a very good team. And around that same time, another team in the AFC stumbled upon a rookie quarterback that made them very, very good. And they were competing with the Jets for AFC championships to go to the Super Bowl um, and maybe won a Super Bowl. So, I don't know. Just, I don't know if it means anything. But the last time the Jets were good, there was a rookie quarterback in a different AFC city that came out of nowhere and was really, really good. And a defense. Is this a thank you, Ben episode? It is. Ben, Ben can't thank you, Ben. He said a lot of great things about Kenny Pickett and on his football and podcast. Uh, Dude, I, I am loving, like I, I've never listened to a single episode, but every single week there is a really funny clip that comes out from his podcast. I love it. I love it, it, and I love that he, like... So, thank I love you, Ben. That he does thank it. you, Ben. Thank you. I love that he does it because it's not even a good, like... It's not even a really good enough, like, podcast, because I have listened to a couple episodes. It's not, like, great all the time, but you just know that he's such a drama queen and loves, like... He knows what drives everything. He knows what say he has. And when he just drops these little bombs, he he know he knows exactly what he's doing. He's having fun. He's toying with us. My favorite one, absolute favorite one, was the uh, the Jesse James catch one. But um, which, yeah, as a lab, as he's eating like chicken wings or something like that. Yeah. Well, they well funny. no because they like they uh, on this podcast they like pick something like they like drink beers and stuff and they rate the beers and then they just have a conversation while drinking beer. So he he literally took the concept of sitting in the basement. Classic. That's, you know, that's like, never been done before. How every podcast starts. He literally like didn't adapt that at all. Like we took it and then we just like do this and we don't focus on the fact that we're drinking beer. He just overemphasizes the fact that he's drinking beer with a friend and that's how they decided to come up with the idea to start a podcast. And <laughs> We we were not drinking beer. We were taking shots at the yes, beginning of this. I'm just like, saying. Mine, so. I, mine was just like my preparation for the podcast at the beginning, just so everybody knows, was like 10 kamikaze shots. And then I'm like, okay, I'm ready to roll. 
It was Ooh. good. Some of those like healthy. Some of the stuff I said about Mitchell Trubisky and like how high I was on him. <laughs> it's, 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 it was healthy. This is a kamikaze talk. But um let do you want to move into our segments here then? Yes. Do you have any yeah, questions but, at all? I don't have any questions. I think I've asked most of mine throughout this entire uh-huh. um Well let's just let's just go uh player of the week to start then. Yeah. So my player of the week is second, I don't want to get this wrong. Um it is Brian Robinson's friend that owns the big hat company. <laughs> Because that is yes. so dope. And then, like, the Washington Capitals, I hate them, but Evgeny Kuznetsov got a big hat from this guy. So this big Dude, hat Dude, it's blowing company, up. Who, whoever, it's it's not Brian Robinson, but it's his friend who owns the big hat company. And, like, I... We need to be friends with an NFL or just, so they can blow up our podcast, please. Yeah, just, like, I mean, that is the most... You know that this is a guy that he met in college that was just funny and like gave and did his homework and gave him alcohol or something. Like he just did everything for him and now he's like, Yeah, you know it'd be great if we just did big hats. Like and he's like, Okay, screw it, I'll wear a big hat to the game. And then I mean like a strange concept for a company, but it it is absolutely going to take over like it's gonna take over commanders games. And that actually does kind of suck for Commanders fans because it's going to suck to sit behind those big hats. Uh, and I know, I know, FedEx Field has it it's, has to have some of the worst seating out there too. It's so still better. It's going to be. Head. It's going to be yeah, definitely, definitely. But just the obstructed views are going to be um, quite something to to look at. Uh, my player of the week here is uh, Christian Pulisic's nutsack. Uh, scored us a goal. Beat Iran, really great goal, uh, and he had to he had to end up going to the hospital. But he says he's going to be back for the game against the Netherlands, so we're looking good. USA advances, yeah. USA, USA, USA. Let's go. Never a doubt in my mind. Uh, no, my, freedom. Let it ring. Yeah. All that good stuff. That actually that that we're a soccer in, country. That rolls into my kicker of the week. Ah, was, I beat you to it. That was the no. That was the keeper oh. for Iran, okay. who kicked Pulisic in the nutsack. <laughs> that yeah, that so, he, he got a good good chunk yeah. of it. Good it was chunk. it was I maybe would, more of I a knee. Left the game. It was maybe more of a knee than a kick, but it is objectively hilarious watching a dude get hit between the legs, and especially when he is running full speed and an object in motion stays in motion until acted upon by another force. It's funnier when that force is just right to the nuts. Yeah. And Christian you are uh, full speed. It, it, and it, it bothers me that I know they take analytics on all these players. I have still not seen how fast Pulisic was running and what his heart rate was before and after running into the keeper for Iran. So yeah. that's what I want. His, uh, his nut... His his nuts are bruised red, white, and blue now for yes. for our, the love of the country. But I really Iran, appreciate that. Um, um, kicker or er, kick, yeah, kicker of the week, Iran goalie. My my kicker of the week is Jesus Christ. Uh, so okay. really, yeah. So sorry, Josh, got you beat on that one, probably. And the reason he's my kicker of the week is because Justin Tucker did miss 
a 67-yard field goal yep. with the Ravens having a chance to win the game against the Jags, proving that he is not Jesus Christ. Thank goodness, because if he hit that, I would have been, I would have been questioning a lot of things uh, about. My I never thought he was Jesus beliefs, Christ. But I, I don't have to. Yeah. So Jesus Christ is my kicker of the week. He's still the greatest kicker of all time. Sorry, Justin Tucker. Suck it. Suck Christian Pulisic's nuts, dude. Um, fan base of the week, Josh. Who do you have? Steelers fans, um, this is because of an interview I actually sent you, and it is it's one of the. Let me just get this. Let me get this audio real quick and see. Um, it's one of the greatest Yinzer moments ever. So the explosion. It was a yin explosion. So here you go. I don't know how well you're. Gonna... Like where were you when JFK got shot? Yeah. Or where were you when the astronauts landed on the moon? Yeah. Or 9/11. Macular reception is the same way to me. And you were in your astronauts. Oh yeah. It was crazy. I mean. Like it, it, it's the most like I I don't I have a very hard time, and people have a very hard time understanding, like me and understanding when I try and talk about like Yinzers and stuff like that and what it means to like be a Steelers fan, and I need to save this clip forever and just have it ready and readily available at all times because it encapsulates exactly what it means to be a Steelers fan. Because if you couldn't hear it 100%, this guy said, and and you don't know, like at the beginning of the clip, you don't know where this is going. He says it's one of those things, like when JFK got shot, the moon landing, 9-11, like it's one of those things you remember where you were, and then he goes, that's what the immaculate reception was for me. We got an immaculate yeah, reception. Just the same way. Like, there's, I feel like there's where were you moments in sports, and then there's like worldwide where were you moments. For Yinzers, there is literally just where were you moments. And like, it, it's the immaculate reception. And then like, I maybe kind of remember where I was on 9 11. Um, and then when JFK, like, I don't know. I remember exactly where I was for every single one of my team's championships. I also kind of know where I know where I was for nine eleven too. So like I'm right here with this guy. Um, yeah, it is a where were you moment. Yeah. So I just there, Yinzers are my fan base of the week because I just it's things like that that I just love when like it's so insane, but it's so funny and it just perfectly encapsulates everything Pittsburgh and why I love that city. So. Um, he he's a great fan. I mean, an elite fan yeah. through and through. Um, someone that we should strive to be like as fans, I believe. Uh, blown away. My my fan base of the week uh, first is uh, this one kills me. Actually, they both k- kill me um, oh. for different reasons. Uh, first one is Astros fans. Congratulations, you got the greatest first baseman in baseball. I. I, this is this is the like probably the toughest loss for me uh, from like a franchise player as a fan yeah. I've ever experienced because 
I remember Frank Thomas leaving the White Sox, and Frank Thomas is my favorite player of all time. Yes. Uh, favorite athlete ever. But I was seven when that happened. So I was hurt, and but I, I don't remember those feelings as well. I remember they were awful, and I felt, like, terrible for a really long time after that yeah. happened because how could they do that? That's the greatest player in White Sox history. Jose Abreu going to the Astros after being the heart and soul of the White Sox for nine years, played every single game he could for nine years on yeah. really shitty teams a lot of the time too. And yep. just gave everything, yep. every single game. is, And you just let him walk. You have an opportunity to re-sign him. You don't do it. This is this is your leader for a, and from like not not even like it, it not even from a leader standpoint. If you want to look at it just from a baseball standpoint and ha- putting good players on your team, the White Sox stunk last year for two reasons. They they were very injury prone, and they yeah. had a lot of players who just didn't hustle and didn't play with a lot of heart. Uh-huh. Jose Abreu. Never got injured last year. He yeah. got well. He got hurt. He got hurt plenty of times, but he yeah. would not miss games. He yeah. played every single game last year, except maybe like one or two, and and he hustled and he was the heart and soul and he's the leader to all these young Cuban players. And there's a million Cuban players on the White Sox that look up to him, and you just get rid of him like that. And it's so disappointing to be a White Sox fan right now. This is is devastating. Like I. I can't remember feeling this way about like losing a player before. This is this is my favorite White Sox player. I, like this is my favorite team, my favorite player. It sucks. It it really does. And it's like he's not even retiring. It's you lose him to someone else. That hurts. Yeah, and it's gonna be. Um, it's gonna suck because like uh, there's gonna be a large yeah. group of people that will not ever remember him as a White Sox. Like. He's going to be so awesome with the Astros, too. Yeah. He's going to be amazing in that lineup because he's going to have so much protection, and they have world-class coaches, and they, uh, he's just going to be so good in that lineup. Oh, my gosh. That's going to kill me, too. Um, but my other fan base of the week, and this one sickens me as well, it's pedophiles. Again, second time they've been my fan base of the week, I think, because Balenciaga, which is some fashion brand, they released an ad of like uh, child BDSM, and then the Washington Post made an article uh, uh, praising a play that was written about the struggles and about of being a pedophile. It, it, what 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 is what are we living in right now? Like how it was written saying like pedophiles shouldn't be treated differently. Like they're, they're treated differently once they get convicted. They should be. They're awful people. They're yeah. the scum of the earth. What, what, what's, what is wrong with people? I don't understand. Like what, why are we living in a world where they have been my fan base of the week twice? This also comes on to me, but like, uh, it, a lot of it me. is a lot of it. It, is it, it does. I probably, I probably shouldn't call them my fan base of the week, but unfortunately, uh, People are trying to make them more acceptable. I let me put this out there. I hate them. Um, they suck. Not that hard of a take to get behind. 
Yeah. You know what else is weird? What 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 is happening? I don't, I don't understand know. this. What's happening? I don't know. Yeah. What's I have good? no idea. That's really messed up for you. I'm so sorry. Um <laughs> messed up for the kids, man. <laughs> Worse for them. <laughs> I'm 24 years old. I'm I'm fine. Like they're not it's into me, up. thankfully. It's messed up. It's messed up for you. Um anyway, Hey, the Dolphins Chargers game got flushed like, into the eight twenty time. I don't like. I don't like you out. saying specifically it's messed up for me. I don't know if I like. That that you keep picking them. That's a little bit messed up. Who's your coach <laughs> of the week though, Kellen? Twice. My coach of the week is Hugh Freeze. Uh, I mean, how is this dude a Power Five coach again? This is insane. Auburn. Hired Hugh Freeze to be their next head football coach. And this entire, like, last offseason, they spent the entire time trying to come up with a scandal so that they could fire their head football coach. Yep. And then they go ahead and hire Hugh Freeze. (laughs) What? Hugh Freeze, who got fired from Ole Miss, an SEC school. Ole Miss allows anything. Ole Miss just hired Lane Kiffin, who was, by the way, Lane Kiffin, was not allowed to sleep on the same floor as other Alabama coaches when he was their offensive coordinator because of all the hookers he would bring up to his room during the night. Hugh Freeze got fired from Ole Miss for calling prostitutes on his work phone hundreds of times, making literally hundreds of calls to prostitutes. And then he went to Liberty, which is the most conservative school in the country. So I guess... You get you you get repentance at liberty or something, and it's like okay, back in the SEC we go. I I don't understand. And for a team that was just like trying to come up with a scandal out of thin air just to fire their last head coach to go ahead and hire Hugh Freeze is the most backwards logic I've ever seen a school. And yeah, uh, I I'm confused. I'm so confused. I'm right there with oh, yeah. you, and Hugh Freeze is going to be my coach of the week as well. I mean, it also could be Lane Kiffin, I guess, because, like, this really just took it. <laughs> yeah, Matt, Rule, Matt Rule's supposed to go to uh, Nebraska. That's allegedly, I don't know if that's yeah, been 100% confirmed. It's, it's a non-story compared to Hugh Freeze but, getting hired. I'm but sorry. But, yeah, so Hugh, Hugh Freeze is hired. My other coach of the week, and I don't really, this, is, this one's kind of a stretch, but I'm pretty sure The Rock has coached at some point, but Dwayne The Rock Johnson is going on social media showing what a great person he is. I don't know if you've seen this. He's been recording videos. I don't videos. like The Rock. Okay, you're going to hate him for this. The He's been recording videos and posting them on social media, showing what a great person he is. And in these videos, what he does is he goes to, like, where he grew up, to the local convenience stores and, and grocery stores and stuff. And he pays. he just gives, donates a bunch of money to them. Why is he donating a bunch of money to them? He is paying for all of the stuff he stole as a child from these establishments. And he's so <laughs> Okay, he's, that's actually kind of funny. That's actually good. <laughs> he's go, he's posting all these videos all over like, look at me, look how great I am. I'm paying back all like for everything that I stole when I was a kid from your establishment. <laughs> I'm a great person. What what would be even what? funnier is if he didn't um if he didn't like uh, return the money, he just returned the item. Like, he went he's and just bought like, him. Here's, yeah, no, he no, he returned like the literal item. Like he, he would be like, 
Here's 70 used condoms. Sorry, guys. I I took this from you a while ago. Do you want them back now? I wish you did that instead. Yes. But to me, yeah. The Rock is – okay, that actually kind of makes me flip on him a little bit because uh, I just thought he, he's Hollywood Russell Wilson to me, and I don't like Russell Wilson at all. But I don't think he's that bad. That's actually kind of, that's actually kind of funny, though. i got to admit. that. Uh, yeah. Good on The Rock, I guess. That interesting uh yeah i like that that's a good one i um let's finish up here do we have tweet of the week and we'll call it a show yes um do you have yours or do you want me to give you mine yeah i have mine mine comes from uh wow uh this is a problematic episode for me just at the end like i don't know i have a good episode and then we get into our segments and then i just say so many things that I shouldn't say. Then um, don't say this. But th- this one's really not that problematic. It's just the guy who tweeted it is Donald Trump. Um, back oh, in 2019, he said, if Iran wants to fight, that will be the official end of Iran. Never threaten the United States again. Sorry, guys. It's called soccer. We won. We're advancing to the next part of the soccer tournament. And uh, we're a soccer country right now. So it's coming home. It's coming home to the U.S., baby. Let's go. See, that wasn't that bad. No, it wasn't. What? Don't don't, don't say that. My tweet of the week comes from Adam Schefter. Um, Schefter. (laughs) This is slightly perverted of me, but it is. Aaron Rodgers was worried he punctured his lung last night when he was having a hard time breathing, but x-rays did not show that. Rodgers will undergo additional testing today on his ribs to see if there are any fractures. Um, He's making stuff up, Rodgers. This was the biggest emotional roller coaster because I'm going to be 100% honest with you. Aaron Rodgers worried he had a punctured lung. I go, yes, that is awesome. And then I read he was having trouble breathing. I'm like, that's pretty sweet. He had a punctured lung and he had trouble breathing. Then I find out it's not true. And I'm like, dang it. And then I get to they're going to do more testing and I'm like, oh, so it could still be fractured and he could still puncture along. So that's my tweet of the week. Um really screwed up of me. It's really dark that I like like that. But you like that? I would love for I would love for him to have a punctured lung. Yeah. I just get him just get him the charge. I'm not gonna hide that I and he will real quick. I I hope he yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. (laughs) I hope he has a punctured lung. I'll I'll throw that out there. I hope, <laughs> I don't hope he dies. Like I'm not hoping for death. I just hope his lung is punctured. That's not. Yeah. I think I can wish I can wish injury on Aaron Rodgers at this point. I'm well past that. I've said yes. enough bad things about him that wishing for a punctured lung that's tame for me. Okay. Yeah. That guy is yeah. Fa- he is faking his injuries though. Just so everybody knows. No, he is. He's playing like shit this year, and he doesn't want. <laughs> to take accountability for it. That's why he's yelling at his teammates, yelling at his coaches constantly. And then people are like, okay, Aaron Rodgers, we're getting sick of this. Have some like damn accountability, please. And he's like, you know what? No, instead I'm going to start faking injuries. A la Ben Ben Roethlisberger, uh, which Ben Roethlisberger, way more accountability than Aaron Rodgers. I'm sorry. I compared the two fake injuries. He was legitimately hurt and he played through them. (laughs) This is the thank you, Ben, episode. I you could literally, you, every Ben, ben injury, um, you can match up to a hit he took to that area. He didn't just Josh. dream this up. Josh. Ben didn't just I dream mean, this yeah. up. Let, 
He was always. Just, I think no, he, he never faked injuries. He might have exaggerated I, the extent of which he was injured to play mind games with the opponent, okay. but he was always injured. <laughs> it was always calculated with Ben Roethlisberger. That's that's true. This is the thank you Ben episode. I was being disrespectful. His was always. It was always him playing chess, and the and the opponent was playing checkers. Whereas Aaron Rodgers, it's just excuse making. Yes, because Ben thank never you, talked you, ben. about injuries. After yes. he had no, a bad Josh, game, we, yeah, we're he good. always we're good. spent we're good. the entire we're on the same page here. Ben spent the entire week leading up to a game talking about how injured he was. <laughs> yes, and then we know, we know, and, and then he we would play that very well. And then we'd be like, "Oh my god, Ben literally has one lung and has seven broken vertebrae. How is he going to play in this game?" And then he would throw for three hundred yards, and you'd be like, "Wow." Ben Roethlisberger ben. is so tough. He played just such a gruesome injury. Um, ben is made of Legos, but those Legos are super glued together. So yes. that's kind of how he is. Anchor up. Um, all right. That is the show. Thank you, Ben. We'll see all of you next week. Stay Thank on by us this week. Um, see you next week. Welcome to your home for oh, sports coverage. That's the wrong one. Idiot. I pressed it, too. I know you did. Banger. I can cut that out.